This is Marketing Jam, a show featuring the brightest minds in marketing. Brought to you by Canada Post. Head to canadapost.ca forward slash insight podcast for ideas to add value to your marketing. As we get going into our show, I want to talk about SEO quickly. This whole search engine optimization thing. People are frustrated by it, confused by it, and probably not really getting the straight goods about how it works. Back when we outsource our SEO, we're often confused when we get the reports back. It seemed like a dark art. They were rubbing some sort of oil on our websites and supposedly magic was happening. When we started using AREFs, it was a game changer. The reports we got, the clarity on site ranking for terms, and really the transparency and understanding between off-site and on-site SEO was really helpful. Today, for all of our clients, we provide HREFs reporting and use the tool to audit sites. It's the premier SEO tool, and you can have the confidence you're getting the top quality tool that provides incredible support and resources to help you with your SEO for your brand or the clients you work with. Check out arefs.com today. Thanks everyone for joining us for another week of Marketing Jam. I'm thrilled and excited. This is a very historic, epic episode because we have a uh, two-timer, which is exciting. Second time she's been on the show. Doesn't happen very often. This is only the second time it's ever happened in the history of Marketing Jam over five years. Uh, Rochelle, thank you for being here. Hi, thanks for having me. It's always fun to see you and chat with you. It's been a while. Yeah, so I don't know if you remember, but one of the first times we ever met, um, we were, um, it was at uh, the conference, the, the marketing conference that we hosted yep. in Squamish. And as you were leaving, you were like, hey, here's my business card. And on the back of your business card was <laughs> a coupon for a free Big Mac because your business yep. card was actually a Big Mac. Yes, that was uh, back in my McDonald's days. Those those uh, business cards were so popular. I mean, like it was the talk of the town. Whenever I would give it to someone, I'd be like, you get a free Big Mac or you can like swap that for something else that you like. And everyone, a lot of people actually came back to me and they're like, can you guys make this scratch and sniff? <laughs> Genius. That is awesome. We, we at one point made our business cards scratch and sniff because they were little jelly jars. Yeah. Um, but the print shop was like, our shop smelled like strawberry for days. <laughs> I don't think they liked it very, but it was very cool because you could scratch the card and smell yeah, it. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. No, I, I grew up in a world where I actually, I, I'm okay to admit, I, I collected stickers. I mostly yeah. collected fuzzy stickers, but I like the scratch and sniff as well. Yeah. You know what? I used to do the same when I was younger and I like, I don't know what the equivalent is now for kids, but yeah. I had like a sticker book and I yeah. would trade stickers with friends. Like this was a thing. This was like oh, yeah. in the nineties. That's what kids oh, yeah. did. Oh yeah. No, I loved it. I actually still have, we found one of my old sticker books and I still have yeah. it in my, like in my kid's bookshelf now. Oh, well, like, well, we should do like a, a call afterwards and just like reminisce. <laughs> do you still have your sticker book? I think I might have it somewhere in like a memory box in the basement. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, so quick kind of synopsis, origin story. How did you get to this position you are now? Cause I know you were at McDonald's and kind of like the journey mm -hmm. of becoming, um, kind of the role you have at Shopify. Yeah. So I, um, how far back do I go? So like, I've always been interested in, in marketing and, yeah. Uh, especially more so digital marketing over the last 10 years of my career, I've been super focused on social digital marketing, but I just always knew I wanted to somehow get into the tech space and what better place than Shopify, which is like one of the top companies in the world, huge growth at Shopify. 
Um, and so while I was at McDonald's, I was really happy there because I loved the brand, I liked the food, and I was basically helping to uh, increase the digital IQ of the business. And I was helping with the digital transformation, specifically on the social and digital marketing side. And I've been there for about four and a half years. Maybe it was five years. I'm losing track now. But I was there for it was a great time, great team. But it just felt like the right time to move on to something new. And an opportunity came up at Shopify where they're looking for social media expertise on the strategy side and on the building side. And I was like, I'm going to go for it. And so now I've been at Shopify. This January will be two years. And it's been a wild ride. I've learned so much about the tech side of the business product side. um, And it was, it was great to be here. That's awesome. So during all this time when a lot more people are working from home and people are Mm -hmm. trying to take their businesses online, um, Shopify made headlines by becoming a more valuable company, uh, the most valuable company in Canada, surpassing RBC uh, because of people's mad rush to set up an e-commerce platform and needing some sort of platform that was an easy walkthrough. So yeah. tell me, why did Shopify become that go-to brand and, and company for, for kind of startups and mom and pop shops to large enterprise companies using Shopify to be their e-commerce kind of face? Even prior to COVID, we had reached 1 million merchants uh, globally. Oh. So that, that was massive, right? Um, Shopify in itself is a company that builds for merchants. They are, at the end of the day, the people that we're serving. And we want to see more entrepreneurs in the world. We want more people to take your idea that you had that you've been tossing around with your friends and actually turn it into a business. Like, stop sitting on it. Do it. And I think based on just, like, the shifts in the world and what was happening, the opportunity came up. Um, Whether some people realize, like, hey, I'm not commuting anymore, that extra two hours in a day I could put towards my side hustle, Or some people had lost their jobs, unfortunately, but realized, you know, now's the time. If I want to start something, let me do it. I'm home. Um, And Shopify happened to be there. Not only is it our mission to help merchants, but the products that we create and we make it really easy so that you can run your business like any enterprise could. You have access to all the data. You have access to um, amazing developers and partners that you could hire and work with through Shopify. So I think it just right right time for us but also if you take a step back and look at the business world in general look at zoom look at every other sort of uh, digital company that for the people that worked at the company and used the products we always knew it was like an essential service for us but now the rest of the world is almost catching up yeah so imagine my aunt um lives in saskatchewan and she makes sweaters for cats so she's got three skews adorable kind of like (laughs) Uh, baby cats, you know, like kittens, uh, medium-sized cats, and like overweight cats. Yeah. What would you estimate for my aunt who's not like she's got a, you know, Dell computer, she uses uh, <laughs> Internet Explorer. How long would it take for her, you think, to set up a Shopify store for her three SKUs? Well, I don't think it would take her very long. Like I, uh, during our onboarding, everybody that onboards into Shopify, part of what you have to do is, is build a store. Um, I am not someone who is a developer or coder or anything like that. Like I used to have uh, a blog back in the day, yeah. but I was able to set one up over lunch. Um, so I think that there's a lot of hope as well for your aunt and her three skews with her um, pet sweaters. And there's also opportunities to, to learn, right? Like there's, we have a lot of resources online. The blog is fantastic. If you're ever not sure how to do something, there's yeah. like hundreds of blog posts that you can go to. And it's actually funny, just anecdotally, like I'll start reading a blog post and it takes me to another one, another one. And I realize, like, wow, I spent an hour here 
but absorbing so much useful content. So it's, it's totally possible. Now, knowing what you know, you, you, you know I, I can't imagine how many stores you have up right now. And, and even we're recording today and, and when we publish it, how many more new stores have launched on Shopify? It'd be fun if you guys had a screen somewhere or like a website. Yeah, like a ticker. <laughs> yeah, like internally, like how many new stores are launched? Um, yeah. What would you say the ones that do really well, that stand out versus those that are like, man, it just didn't work for me? Is there any yeah. kind of like factors that you've noticed or seen from Shopify? I think there's many different factors and variables. It depends on, on your business. It depends on the amount of time that you're putting towards it. It also depends if you're like a solopreneur where you're one person doing everything from your marketing to your packing and your shipping and managing your website and your email list. There's a lot that goes into it, right? But I think for the, the successful D2C brands, it's because they understand their consumer. They understand who this product is for. Oftentimes people start these companies that end up being really successful, they're not doing the traditional marketing route. Like think about Gymshark, right? He started the, the business when I think he was in university at the time or even younger. And it just started because he was like, I have this idea for these products and you know what? I'm gonna use influencers and different people that I know and that's how we're gonna get it going. It wasn't like the traditional marketing route. Um, and I think that's what's really what really helps is we're seeing a lot now even if you think about like glossier and what they've been doing mm -hmm. it's a lot of community building so if you're creating a product create a community around it ask them for their feedback crowdsource to make sure that your mm -hmm. product is the right color the right shape the right weight whatever it is um, as you're bringing it out to market and i think that's where people consumers feel a sense of ownership as well and they kind of they want you to succeed they're there to see you succeed and uh, so I think in general, there's a lot of variables. I think you want to make sure that your product is sound. You actually have a good product. You're not just putting junk into the world. Yeah. I very much don't like um, mass producing things that that are just going to create extra clutter in the world. Like be very thoughtful about your products. Be thoughtful about how you want to speak to it, who your consumer is, what that journey is, right? Understand where are they coming from? Where is your consumer finding you? How are they getting to your site? Once they're on their site, what are they doing there? Um, are they purchasing? Are they not? And why? And, and then also um, making sure that you're optimizing your site for conversions. That's awesome. And, and what's some of the data or kind of back-end information that Shopify provides as far as like information to the, not just the shopper, but to the actual shop owner, the merchant, and yeah. maybe what other tools are available for the merchant to kind of enhance their marketing? Yeah, there's, well, there's a whole... Um, we have a whole Shopify app store that's available. Okay. So anybody who's a merchant, you have access to the app store. You can go in there and peruse and you can find things from if you need um, something that helps you with your checkout. So yeah. our, our checkout, um, we had a great new announcement today. I won't go too, too much into that, but um, with APIs and subscriptions. So now we offer that to um, our merchants. If you wanted to have a subscription model, you could, you can upsell. Nice. That's um, huge. Yeah, exciting. It, it was, you should go on Twitter today and see all the, the, the conversation. People are, are loving this. Yeah. Um, it's really helpful for the merchants. If you need support with your SEO, for example, you need to get people to your site. That's helpful as well. We also a lot of, have a lot of integrations with large platforms like Facebook, Instagram, et cetera. So um, really there's like end-to-end -end solutions. It depends what you need, right? Some people have that. They come with uh, their D2C brand, they already have the marketing expertise. So maybe you don't need as much help there. It's, it's somewhere else, but the solutions are available. That's amazing. We, we work with a brand Solios. They sell watches out of Quebec. And, and they said one of the best things they love is at the end of the experience, they just have to hit print and it prints off. The, the, the whole thing is integrated. They just hit one button and it prints off the label 
that they yeah. get the Canada Post label and they just put it on the package and then they, they just take these boxes to Canada Post once a day or twice a day and <laughs> it's it's kind of an all-in-one system. There you go, yeah. The, the whole purpose, right, is to make it easy for you to become an entrepreneur. I mean, it's uh, how successful you are is really up, up to you and, and how much you want to put into it. But like we're, we have the tools available and here they are. So take them and do with them what you will. Hey, are you having trouble tracking inbound phone calls from your website or ads? CallRail gives you the call tracking you need to measure the success of your marketing efforts in real time. Discover how many calls you receive from your Google ads, organic searches, social media efforts, and so much more. But that's not the only reason we use CallRail. CallRail seamlessly integrates your call and conversion data with over 700 marketing tools and platforms, including Google Analytics and Salesforce to fuel deeper insights automatically. Start your free trial today with CallRail. Wow. So, okay, speaking of my aunt again, so her, her sweater business takes off and she decides I'm going to, um, you know, I'm, I want to create a store. I want to kind of go online and, and make this happen. And she has two options, really. She can go to the mall down the road where there's a bunch of other stores and she can put her store within the mall, right? And I think there's a lot of mall software out there. Mm -hmm. Or she can set up a shop kind of um, down the road and, and own the shop, set up the, you know, the roof, the walls, the door is all hers and she owns it. Okay. Uh, what are the benefits to, to kind of creating your own shop that you own the doors and the wall and everyone walks in versus being a part of a, you know, a lease in a mall? Yeah, I think the, the difference there is the, the ownership. Um, you're driving people to your site. I think there's benefits to both for sure. Like if you're in a mall, people are walking by and they may not have even known, known your brand um, and they may now consider it, right? So if you're in that type of marketplace, it, it helps because you're getting traffic and visibility. Uh, but at the same time, having your own piece of the internet that you own, that's your site with all of your information. Uh, you have owner, full ownership over everything, all the backend analytics. It's um, it's a benefit, but I, I recognize why people do both. I think you need to assess as you're putting your business plan together what avenue you want to take, and sometimes people do both, and that's fine as well. So, oh, both, okay, and and people have the store in the mall, and they, they got their own, and then maybe over a year yeah. they can assess what's been better for them. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's, I think that there's no um, right answer here. It's where you want your customers, you want to find your customers. And I think that's where the understanding of your customer journey is really important is yeah. to your point, like recognizing what's going to get you most traffic and which traffic source is actually getting you more sales for your business. Yeah. Okay. So big question, Black Friday's coming up, Christmas is coming up, Hanukkah, um, you know, my son's birthday. Um, <laughs> so all these things that are coming up. Yeah. What are the things that people need to prepare for and plan for when it comes to these major kind of like gift giving holidays? Yeah. Do you mean in terms of like the, the business owners, the merchants? Yeah. Yeah. I, there's right now we are seeing that things are starting earlier, right? Like people have started their, um, their lists and they've started searching for the, the holidays and, and their Christmas presents earlier this year. Um, mm -hmm. What I'm also noticing is that, the there's obviously as you know like there's been a surge in yeah. online sales so regardless um we're seeing 10x like you need to prepare to 10x your sales you need to prepare to 10x everything and make sure that your online store your online footprint is secure enough to mm. make sure that you can manage all of that 
um, all that sales that's going to be coming towards you. And I think what a lot of businesses need to do now is we, we are October now. You want to prepare for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. That's November, December, and then into the holidays, et cetera. It's um, figuring out your marketing plan, figuring yeah. out your pricing plan, and determining, you know, what are the few things if you've just started your, your store, what are the few things that you want to make sure you get right this year for BFCM? Yeah. Um, and if you have an existing store from last year, then like look back at your data that you had. How did, how did things perform? Um, what were some issues that you potentially ran into? What would you do differently for this year? And, and start preparing. And then also make sure that your customer support is available basically like from now to the end of the year and into the new year, because that's going to be huge. You want to make sure that um, if there's any questions your customers have, there's someone there to answer them in a timely manner. It's super important for, for your brand. So someone who works at Shopify now, do you now, when you go onto like websites like Smash and Test or whatever site to go peruse, do you always be like, oh, I wonder if this is a Shopify site or not? And, and can you sure tell? And, and how, <laughs> yeah. how, what are the things you look for to be able to tell if it's Shopify well, or not? Oftentimes they're like, I don't know what it is, but there's just something about like the beautiful layout of the stores that usually as soon as I get to it, I'm like, this is this is on Shopify. And then usually I'll scroll to the scroll to the bottom and it'll say powered by Shopify. So that's that's usually a dead giveaway. Um, but yeah, that's I don't know what it is. I just I'll, I'll see them and I'll be like, this is gorgeous. This has to be Shopify or even I'll see an ad sometimes on Instagram. And because it's a D2C product, I'm like, it has to be. Uh, and and I'd say like 99% of the time I'm right. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I find that there is, um, being that Shopify created and made in Ottawa, still based in Ottawa, Ontario, there's a trust factor there. So when I see a brand that's selling something online, is, mm -hmm. is powered by Shopify, is hosted by Shopify, I feel a lot more comfortable giving my credit card information over because I know it's going to be a well, secure, and safe process. Um, mm -hmm. Are you seeing that as well? Like, are you seeing consumers looking for that kind of trust factor amongst kind of the brands that are, that are choosing where they use their e-commerce? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I mean, like with Shopify, like you've mentioned, um, we have over a million merchants and there's a lot of successful businesses out there as a result of them using the Shopify platform and obviously like their own expertise and their own products and their yeah. own sweat and tears that they've put into it. Um, and I definitely think that it's a con contributing factor. You know, we're just kind of there in the background to enable people to do their best work. Um, so uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't 100% answer that question to see what the consumers are thinking, but I think we like to think that we're part of that journey. Cool. So um, you have a strong background in understanding social media. What are some tips for, you know, what social channels should brands be on that will help drive sales? And, and what are some tips that they should be doing on those social channels to bring people yeah. to their site to purchase? For sure. I mean, like, I think one of the, the, the most obvious ones is Instagram. Um, the You can shop <laughs> the shoppable ads. Um, it's fantastic. I often find myself as well. I see an ad, I click on it. There's that, yeah. like, there's a little shopping icon. You can click on it. How much is the product? Do I want to purchase this and go right from there? Um, definitely. I think if you're not on Instagram yet, consider it. Uh, but at the same time, some brands, maybe they do better because they are smaller. Um, they're in a smaller community and they have a Facebook group that they're a part of. And that mm -hmm. Facebook group helps to generate their sales and that people have more of a sense of ownership over the product and that business. So what I would say is Instagram for me is, is number one. It, it's always yeah. uh, where a lot of my personal sales have come from, but um, definitely looking at your SEO, making sure that you're set up properly with the right keywords. Um, and then any other sources that you have, like if you have an email list, 
get in that email list, get, get people going, get them excited about what's coming up, potential sales. Um, there's a lot of opportunity there to look at your marketing toolkit and um, identify the right and pull on the, the right levers. That's awesome. So Rochelle, getting personal, what are apps that you love kind of on a day-to-day basis that you can't live without being a marketer? Yes. Um, number one is, well, this isn't, okay, I'll, I'll do two. Number one is in terms of like marketing type apps, Trello. Trello is okay. fantastic. I yeah. use Trello every day. Um, yeah. It really helps to organize not only my personal work, but what's happening in terms of content on social. That's fantastic. Slack is another one. Um, yeah. That's how we connect. Slack went down last week or earlier this week for like 15 minutes and everyone was like, what do we have to email now? <laughs> What's going on? So I actually went to Twitter and started messaging people. Um, so those are like some of the tried and true, my notes app on my phone yeah. and my computer, as simple as it is, but creating yeah. my checklists in note is a lifesaver because you just carry that with you everywhere you go. If you have an idea, you can jot it down. Yeah. Uh, really helps to keep me organized. And then aside from those like work-related organization, I uh, love listening to podcasts and yeah. uh, audiobooks. So Audible yeah. is one of the apps that I frequently mm. use. Um, a lot of my books that I've read have come yeah. from Audible. That's awesome. And and books that you'd recommend or podcasts that people should be listening to? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like books. I recently read Essentialism, and okay. I forgot who the it'll come to me who the author was, but that what I found was yeah. Oh, actually, 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 I got it. Greg McEwen, McEwen, I, I believe. Okay. So Essentialism, great book. It really helps you to sort all of the things that are coming at you, this fire hose of information in a day and work that you need to do, and to basically be very cut and dry with what, yes, this is what I can do. No, this is what I can't do. Is this essential? Is this not? Um, I find there's a lot of gray area oftentimes in our day and our work. Um, so I would definitely recommend that. And in terms of podcasts, I really like um, how I built this, that wow. I love hearing those founder journeys. That to mm. me is like one of my favorites. That's awesome. Uh, speaking of essentialism, I heard someone describe it like, uh, you know, I just need to juggle less balls. But the reality is we are always going to be juggling 100 or so balls. Um, and it's just figuring out which of the balls are plastic and which ones are glass. So which go. ones are okay to drop and then you pick up later and which ones are glass. So you got to keep them from dropping. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like, even I'm sure for yourself and with the marketing agency, that you could be lifting all, all the things you could be juggling all the things, but oftentimes you have to take a step back and say like, is this actually essential? And what does essential mean to me at this moment? And what can I just say no to? That's awesome. So Rochelle, um, prediction for e-commerce in, in the future, will it go, you know, will it ever kind of scale back or is this going to just keep going this trend and growing and growing people going online for their shopping? Yeah, I mean, I believe that it's just going to keep keep growing. Um, for years, even just like with my family, with my friends, I've been the one who's been championing everything digital, everything online. And it's it's nice to see now that more, more of our communities, more people around the world are, are recognizing the value and the benefit and also the convenience of purchasing online, purchasing from your phone, just being anywhere and being able to get what you need. Um, so I definitely see it continuing to grow. I had read somewhere, I believe it actually might be Harley, our president of Shopify had, had mentioned something like where we predicted things would be 10 years from now is kind of that accelerated growth that we've seen in, in this year. And so I think it's just the beginning. 
Wow. I, I'm so curious to see the fulfillment houses and how they will grow. And, and will they keep up? Because yeah. with all the orders coming in, can we keep shipping and can we keep meeting those deadlines? But I think I like the, the point you made. People are starting early. They're getting ready and they're expecting it. There'd be some delays. They're showing grace to the, mm-hmm. the folks who have to deliver. And, yeah. uh, and, and so I guess I like that advice. Be ready. Be ready early and, and be ready now almost. Yeah, absolutely. Rochelle, this was great. Any any last words of advice or wisdom to the folks who are kind of venturing into the e-commerce land and trying to get their name out there and their brand out there? Um, well, first step, I would say check out Shopify.com. Okay. <laughs> and if you don't have your store and you've been thinking about it, like just yeah. get started, just go get the free trial that we have, um, get going. And so then for anyone free. who's... How many days yeah. is it free for um, I believe it's a 14-day free trial that you can sign up for. So just just test around, and and otherwise, dollars a month, right? That's like Whoa. how many lattes, Big Macs, etc. Are you getting in a month? Put that aside and and start your business and see where that goes. <laughs> wow. So even if you have a side hustle, you want to just test it. It's almost a good testing ground for thirty dollars a month to see are people interested in my uh, rock sculptures. <laughs> right. <laughs> But I think make yeah. sure you figure out what the postage costs are on those rock sculptures because that could be expensive yeah. postage. Those would be pretty heavy. So, But yeah, definitely if you're thinking of getting started, go for it. Um, you have really nothing to lose, right? The only thing you have to lose is when you don't try something and then you're still thinking about it five years later. So now's the time. So um, all listeners of Marketing Jam, you get a 14-day free trial um, for listening to Marketing Jam. Um, so does the person down the block. So does everyone. Thanks, Rochelle. She's giving everyone <laughs> a 14-day free trial. <laughs> everyone gets one you get one you get one your neighbor gets one anyone who wants to try it 14 day free trial shopify.com and the other great thing it's supporting a great canadian made company right here in our backyard which is awesome yeah Yeah. rush thank you so much for being on the show um enjoy as always uh, if you can imagine, Rochelle, uh, we brought her in. She was on a panel and just kind of like blew the panel away with all of her insights and kind of truth bombs and just goodness <laughs> and ideas. So, Rochelle, I'm glad we've kept in touch. Congrats on the new role at Shopify. Thank you so much. And congratulations to you with all the success you guys have had with Jelly Marketing. I've been keeping my eye on you guys over the years. So, um, yeah, it's, it's great to reconnect again with an old friend. Yeah, thank you so much. And we will see you next week on Marketing Jam. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to Marketing Jam. If you enjoyed the show, head over to our YouTube or Facebook and give us a thumbs up and visit iTunes to leave a rating and review. Thanks again and see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com.
Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit MFM.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.